Hello. Good morning-ish. It's 10.23 in Stockbridge, Massachusetts. And I am doing my walk with my dog. It's um, about a five-mile walk. I'm going to put my my little watch on. It tells me exactly how long I've been walking. So it's helpful. And I'm going to have a conversation with whoever wants to listen. So I've been up in Massachusetts with my mother um, and family and friends and now my husband and my two boys are at camp down the street for about a month, actually exactly a month. And I've been resetting. I've left Miami because we come up here mostly during the summers and I recharge up here. But in recharging, in resetting, in allowing space to exist, it's scary. And it's a lot of flowing and going with the flow and dealing with things as they come up and not having structure in your life allows for a lot of variables to happen, which in the creative process is wonderful, great, a lot of times until you figure out what you're doing. But in life, it's like, it's um, very scary not to have control, um, not to have a say, and then not be defensive when people are telling you what to do or how to be or how to help or, in my case, what to eat. <laughs> and it's a weird thing. My mom, I don't remember when I was younger, but for some reason, this house up here is a very, very small refrigerator. It's really awesome. It's old, classic. I would say it's from like late 70s, 80s. It works great. And it's just small. It just doesn't have that space that we're used to. And she has all these different people shopping and then putting their food in the refrigerator. And she has a very systematic way of how she even makes her breakfast. And even that explores like the detail of how my mom structures her day. I, on the other hand, am very you know, go with the flow-ish. It looks like I'm going, but it's definitely not, if I have a structure, it's not her structure, right? So, you know, this has been going on. It's not just me, other people too. She, you know, she says, hey, are you going to eat that? Or, Or there's really not a lot of space in the refrigerator. Can you put it in the back refrigerator in the garage, you know? So it came to a head the other day. And of course I was about to get my period. I had no patience for being told to throw something out um, of a refrigerator. I find it just, I don't know what that is, why that is the thing that drives me the most nuts, but I guess someone telling me how to eat is like the ultimate control, right? And, And it feels like I'm supposed to eat all this crap. I'm supposed to eat it because it's gonna go bad, but so someone has to eat it, so it's gonna be me. And I guess if I'm really like letting myself think about it for a minute, that's kind of how I am with my family. Like, I'm not going to deal with that, Suze. Emotionally, you deal with that. And Susie, can you deal with that emotionally and emotionally and emotionally? And then even to the point where I'm helping other families' kids emotionally. But then when I get emotional, it's like, oh, my God, she's so emotional. She's so out of control. So. The question is, like, what does a 
emotionally sound person look like? And I guess I'm just going to go back to the idea that you are able to have emotions. An emotionally sound person is tuned. Each note, each emotion has their their openness and availability to you. And you're not like, there's no key that's stuck. You know, like on a piano, when you're playing the piano and a key is stuck. If you have an emotion that's stuck, it's you're not emotionally sound. If you don't yell and go crazy and speak your truth and get angry, I'm sorry, you're not emotionally sound. There is no way to be sound and living in this world without being angry at times. Because that anger opens up the next conversation, the next note, which could be joy and bliss and truth and honesty. If you're not frustrated, you're not emotionally sound. These emotions are are what we need to understand ourselves, the world we live in. And when we start muting them, and there's so many ways to mute them, and I am totally a victim of that, because sometimes it gets overwhelming. But when we really mute them, like, just decide, I'm not going to be this way anymore, and try to truly just not be upset or frustrated or angry, then you are aborting a lot of vulnerability and empathy to the world. And if you don't think that your way you're dealing in the world is affecting people, I'm sorry, but it is. And it's most likely affecting artists who have to kind of bankroll your emotional debt. And let's talk about that. Emotional debt. Emotions are energy. So if you're deciding I'm not having that emotion, I'm not going to be angry about that. Someone will have to be angry about that. Either it's going to go internally, most likely will, into you, into your body. Or if you're super great, you'll just, you'll just <laughs> delegate that emotion to somebody else. Delegate it to somebody else. And most likely the person who is the most open and vulnerable and artistic in your, ha- in your house and your family will, will hold that. Because that's the tendency. And then they'll go crazy. Maybe have to go to um, I don't know, an institution because they can't handle all of your lack of emotional responsibility. So then they get pegged for the crazy ones. It's, it's so funny to me. When I look at it, when I look at it from a place of like, um, wait, I'm, I'm the mystic Lukey Lukey one because I've had emotions and tell you what I feel and said to your face how I'm expressing myself. Wow. Okay. Obviously, I'm getting over my period. Obviously, Devin arrived, bit everybody's head off, even mine and my husband's. Uh, so the thing that happened with my husband this week was that I found out he hadn't voted for me for the cover of a fitness magazine competition that I'm doing on Facebook. He told me the reason was originally that he didn't have his password for Facebook. But I then found out that it's because he thinks it's bullshit and doesn't agree with it. So his his act and vote of defiance is to not vote for me. And his reasoning was that it's a waste of time and I'm not a fitness person. And why am I diverting my energies? And blah, blah, blah. That's all good points taken. Made me very upset. Very hurt. Then very questioning my own purpose in life. What have I done? Why do I let people influence me? Blah, blah, blah. But then I thought about it again. And I thought, why not? So what? Of course, I am not going to win the cover of a Miss Health and Fitness magazine. 
But I, I got to a point where I got to speak a little bit about what I'm doing and who I am past my own comfort level because it's not comfortable for me to put my personal self out there and ask people to personally vote for me. I always put an art project in between that or a not-for-profit. But I have never said, hey, vote on Suze. So this was huge for me. Maybe it's maybe it is the wrong platform. Maybe I'm not Miss Health and Fitness, and I'm most likely, to be honest, not going to be Miss Health and Fitness 2021. And I don't mean that to to dispel a belief system, but what I mean is, I really am not into mis- <laughs> like lifting weights and being physically strong. I I want to be soft. I want to be supple. I want to be flexible and have strength that allows for those things to not be hyper flexible and injury prone. I only want enough strength to hold my position. I don't need to push anybody down. I don't need to really need to pull anybody up. And so, yeah, I'm sure he's right. So anyways, he also hadn't accepted my 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 um, my request that I was married to him. So he's not really a Facebook person. He did that yesterday, and he did vote for me, even though he totally doesn't think this is a good idea. But then I said, well, I hope I don't win, because that's $20,000 that I guess you'll not think is real. But really, honestly, money for me, unfortunately, does not motivate me. What motivates me is purpose and artistic merit and trying to find my voice and hold my voice and try to collaborate with people. But it's so frustrating because I get so into what people do. I'm so concerned about people's happiness. I'm such a pleaser. And it's such a hard thing to not get in wrapped up into other people's projects. And sometimes that's amazing. There's some sort of weird thing happening right here. Um, on the street that I'm at, and I don't know what's happening. These people don't know where they're going or something. Um, anyway, so I'm walking down the street from my house. We're not in Stockbridge quite yet, although we are in Stockbridge, we're just not in the main street. And so, these, these two cars are like pulling off to the side of the road. I don't know what is going on. Mm. I'm sure they're just lost. They're going to go see a house or something. I don't know. Anyways, um, I'm continuing to talk because I've been listening to lots of books on tape this whole time. And I have... Oh, I think they got into an accident. I think they got into an accident. That's what happened. It was like a slow accident in front of me while I was talking. Jeez. Um, yeah, I guess, I don't know what's happened. Oh, they're going for a walk together. Scratch that. They're not in an accident. It was just a young man and a woman going for a walk together. Got it. Okay. Okay, we're back. We're still walking. Tips is just not really 100% into it right now. Um, yeah, so what I was talking about was allowing yourself to be messy, open, fertile void, a fertile void, 
which is very scary to maintain for any extended amount of period of time, which is why people tend to return to what they knew before. I am ending a fertile void, and how I know that is because I get frustrated with people telling me what to do. I'm done people telling me what to do. I'm done observing and watching and giving a crap about other people, and I just short circuit, and I blow my lid, and usually it's around my period, which now is aligned with the new moon, and then I'm like, shit, I just totally just, you know, disconnected from everybody, so what is that about, other than being, you know, PMS bitch? I guess I'm having to see where I'm at now, and I, I guess I have my own method of acting. It works for me. I thought it was supposed to be for the world. I don't think it is, honestly. Um, I'm trying to get to the top of a magazine cover. I don't know why. Um, one of my friends says, because I'm a good example of a 47-year-old woman who has been dealing with some sort of like autoimmune slash breast explant slash XYZ. I don't know. That doesn't mean I'm the cover of a magazine. I mean, many people have been dealing with it. But I do know that my entire life has been based on acting. I do know I left it. I do know I returned to it. I do know I'm good at it. I do know the methods that I was trained in did not help me maintain a well-balanced family life. It made me a little bit crazy. And I had to create my own methodology so I can maintain a happy home-ish, happy-ish home, a marriage, let's say a marriage and a family, and I could act. In order to do that, I had to understand who Susie was and how when I create characters, I tend to go into those characters a little bit. I have to be able to come home. And that's it. And so I created that. So does that mean I'm supposed to now veer off on this branch and teach everybody this methodology? They don't need it. It doesn't mean anything to anybody else. I need it. I need it to move through my world so I can maintain what I find important to me which is the ability to act and the ability to have a home and not have to worry about, you know, losing both of those. I created a method that works for me. It's a system. My system is called surf. That's it. I wrote a book. It's out of me because it's so in me that it's out of me. I've taught it to some people. I've helped some people. Yeah, it could have legs of its own. That's not my job. And I must release it. So we will release it right now together. Ho-apanapanu surf acting method. Please forgive me for thinking that you are my purpose. I'm so sorry that I put you in front of my acting career. I love you for helping me be more of a sound, kind, authentic voice in the artistic world. And I love you for all the work you've done for me and anybody else who happened to come across your path while we were working on this system. So that was my goodbye to surf. I release it. So I guess in that, I must release this whole thing about trying to be the cover of a magazine, like I'm some sort of fitness mother freaking guru. Can I just throw up in my own mouth? So gross. I hate, I hate it. I hate realizing I got caught up in my own freaking play. My own drama. Oh, isn't that the joy? The joy is knowing, holy shit, I'm full of bullshit. And my husband called me on it. Ugh, gross.
I'm such a player. If, I'm, if I am a player, then where, where do I belong? Oh my God, maybe I belong playing roles. And here's, here's another thing. I've played myself. I, I played myself. I played people talking about me. I understand. I am not an easy person to be around. I don't, I, I, artists are not easy people to be around. They're constantly morphing and changing and coming home and leaving, going through depression when they lose, you know, their play is over. Their art is finished. Super sad, fast, creative energy. So, so, um, now the question is, is what am I doing? I, 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 today I made my hair into these two long kind of ponytails, but long, look very um, Native American, which when I was little, I believed I was as well. I believed I was black and I believed I was Native American because I believed I could be anything. So that's what I did. And uh, I'm concerned now about this whole thing about actors playing themselves. I think it's good to a degree, but then it's only going to give the perspective of that person. And it's not really going to open up anybody else's empathy muscles for them. If the only people that can play those parts are those people, then please don't expect the world to have empathy for you. Because you're not allowing other people to play you, but you want other people to understand you. But you don't want other people to play you. And yes, yes, you need to understand yourself. Yes, yes, you need to play yourself. But it's getting to a point where they're hiring actors who are exactly themselves. Uh, no, thank you. Please, let's, let's not do that. I want to create my own acting world. Oh my God, I kind of want to say this is my husband in front of me on a bike, but, but that would just be strange. Just, I just make things up in my head. I've decided this random person on a bike could look nothing like my husband is my husband on a bike. I knew that he was going to be on a bike, but that means he would have to wear long socks, which he doesn't do. So that is 100% not my husband. Uh, here's somebody. Looks like my dad. Oh, God, I miss my father. I'm here with tips when we're staring at a man who's not my dad or my husband. Just the guy the socks. I He's trying to fix something. I'm just kidding. It's 100% neither of those but you see how my mind just wants to put what I know in front of it. So I know my husband. I, I know my dad. It must be one of those people. Mind you, my father's dead. I don't know how I'm expecting that to be the truth. So, yeah, this is going to be a long thing. I don't suggest you listen to it. Um, we are walking up. Um, a long, beautiful road with trees. We often see a deer up here, Tips and I. And uh, it's really nice. The deer's been coming a lot. I've seen, God, maybe five different deers. And I looked it up, of course, because in Miami, I was seeing the ibis or the iris or the egret. It was an ibis. And I looked up what that was. And this one is a deer, and a deer means, you know, kindness and grace. 
and also rejuvenation. I can rejuvenate. That is my skill. I constantly am changing, and no one should be around me while I'm doing it. And most artists are rejuvenators. They're shifting, morphing into different versions of their molecular stories and other molecular stories. Oh, there's a lot of traffic. And you can hear in my voice, it's a little bit steep. But it's all green and beautiful. All the cars are Saabs and Volvos and Audis. I think this may be the whitest neighborhood I've ever experienced in my life. Stockbridge, Massachusetts. So they try a lot to have diversity, but I have not seen it. I don't know what happened in this neighborhood that created such whiteness, but it's there. I don't consider myself white, although I am white appearing, and I do get away with a lot of shit because I look white. I consider myself very much Jewish, Jewish by bloodline, and I'm born in Miami, so I have been nurtured with the Caribbean cultures, and I feel that way. And anyone can tell me that I'm wrong and I'm perceiving different. I'm not taking consideration how people see me. That's the whole point. It's like you're... People want to be seen for something different than their skin color, but then they're like, but don't think that you're anything different than your skin color. It's an oxymoron or a catch-22 or it's impossible. It's neither and it's both. We are both our skin tone and we are not our skin tone. We are both our communities and we are not our communities. We are both our bloodline and we are not our bloodline. And how I know that, because if you picked me up and put me in a different city, I promise you, if I was raised here, my perception of what is and is not racist or what is and is not right or what I want to do with my would have been totally different if I was raised here compared to being raised in Miami in a public school system as a minority. A minority. It wasn't Christmas vacation, was it? Yes, it was Christmas vacation. Wasn't Hanukkah vacation? It's Christmas vacation. It's not about you, Jews, Susie. And until you accept that, we're not going to have to fight. But we are a minority, and we should be aligning with minorities in a huge freaking way. A lot of minorities that I try to align with are like, "You're not a minority. You're a white girl posing." Okay, thank you. Bye. All right. How much of a minority do I have to be to qualify as a minority? I don't know. I don't know. Table conversation. Next point of view. What shall the future Susie look like and do? One, she will have her space still. The creative shelter. Two, she will host performances that align with methodologies of the creative shelter at her space. Three, she may possibly rent her space out to other solo artists creating their work. Four, she may rent her space out to acting coaches she likes and are friends with. Five, she may 
produced a play in Miami with a theater company that she has known of in New York. Six, she may bring that play to the swamp space. Seven, she may star in that play with people she loves. Eight, she may take that play to New York with the same company. Nine, she may star in that play in New York with that same company. 10, she may return to her career as a theater actor with an actual stage agent and work in the theater once again as a well actor with kids who are grown and a husband who can work from anywhere and an independent life. Maybe this whole journey has been about returning home. And the home in my artistic world is the stage. But from productions that I've created and that I am producing, that I am part of, I am a stage actor. I can be many other things. I have been able to help other actors, teach them at least how to be truthful to themselves, which I hope translates to truthful in other characters. But my purpose truly is to be on stage. And as I said that, a butterfly came and went right across my little path. We're going back down that same hill. It's called Meeting House. <laughs> Meeting House. You can tell when my podcast, the difference between me speaking and Devin speaking. Because if I would have gotten on this horn yesterday, oh boy, I would have been clear, focused, and impatient and direct. That was not nice to my mom or my husband. I have no time for people's requests. And I am Devin. Devin is definitely, I'll say this again. Devin is a gay drag male. She, it's a male, a drag male. I know it. I feel it in me. Powerful, fun, <laughs> honest, truthful, and definitely feminine with a penis. I definitely feel like that's who Devin is when I get my period. It's, it's, it's a drag queen with a penis. And I feel like I have that penis and I can just like fuck anything I want and I can. And then Steve repels against it, which makes sense because I don't think he would be attracted to. Um, maybe he would, but I don't think he is at the moment attracted to a drag queen with a penis. So it's like when I get my period and Devin arrives, I, it is not pretty. I do not hold my tongue. And, um, yeah, so that, you've already know that. So that's why this conversation is very different from some of the other uh, podcasts. You'll hear me very focused, very clear about the mission. There's a cyclist coming up that's very hard. So it's very impressive. That's not me. I'm not doing that. We're trying to get our bikes together to go to Maine. But my husband is so tall that he doesn't have a bike. And there are no bikes to be found 
biking is an issue during the pandemic. If we don't remember or you didn't know, I didn't even know until I got up here, but you cannot find a bike. In fact, when we went to go look for bikes, all they're willing to sell was electric bikes. They can, they can do electric bikes. They must have had in the wings waiting electric bikes. So, yeah. Um, my poor mom. She, she's tough, but when I bite at her, she gets really hurt. But that's okay. So, she wanted to, us to be more like Kim Kardashian's family. So, there you go. I am listening to this thing by Teal, and she talks about trauma and how the maternal energy is so pure and everything, and then it slowly gets substituted with other people. But if your maternal energy it got all got traumaed, then you're always just trying to reset the maternal energy. And I would say in our society that that maternal energy is often traumaed, both by actual situations and our society. If, if anybody can get their hands on you to buy something to tell you that your maternal person in your life is wrong, well, then they got you. That is the biggest component of any, like, baby product company. Like, get them when they're just pregnant. So they don't follow their mother's traditions, and they're going to change their brand. Change their brand that they live with their entire life. Change their thought process. Now you got them. They won't ask their mom anything. And that is the disconnection. That's fine. It probably happens a lot with a lot of people. But I do find that relationship between the maternal. Very interesting. Um, I, I love my mother. And I try to be very kind to her. But when I am not kind to her, I am brutal. Um, and when people are like, you're not an asshole. I'm like, yeah, I ask my family members, ask my mom. I'm nice 25% of the days, but please do not come around me. Anybody, anybody come around me and not be in line with whatever Devin's feeling at that moment. I don't suggest it. I'm currently on the new moon. So that would mean don't come near me on the 6th, 7th, or 8th of most months, or whatever the three days are before the new moon. It's not good. It's like a shark and there's blood. Well, enough. Your blood. And then I go after you. And if after it's over, I still don't want to talk to you, it was meant to be. There are people that know that. It's kind of how I clear house. I'll just go with anybody for as long as possible. But then it's like, yeah, that's not happening. That's not happening. That's not working. I don't like that. And goodbye. It's not that I don't love everybody, I do. I wish them all the best. I just don't want them in my freaking face. And I'm sick of them judging me for shit that I find to be redonkulous after everything that we've been through. So, yeah. I guess that's the kind of like thing my mom has about respect. I'm not respect. I just don't need you in my space. I really don't need to be giving energy towards you because I either love you to death or I don't. That's pretty much how I am. But I respect people for being honest with me. I respect people for calling me out. It makes me clear about where I stand with them, where they stand. And, yeah. So, enough talking. That is it. That was my musing this morning on my walk. And, 
is definitely Susie. I'm looking at like beautiful green rolling hills. Oh my god, it smells like grass everywhere. Not weed, although marijuana is legal here. But like grass, grass, like just pine tree grass. I'm under a pine tree right now. All right, have a wonderful day. I'm sure none of this was informative in any way. It wasn't supposed to be. I could give a shit about being informative. And I relinquish my running from the Miss Health and Fitness. I relinquish myself from surf. I feel I have done a lot of work in the world and I need to just go create and have fun and be joyful in my art again. And the theater is coming back and I'm going to be part of that. And that's that. Adios, muchachos.